The best way to start off a new year is by taking one last reflection back on some happy moments from the previous. And we only have to go back as far as November for those. Welcome to another episode of The Thirsty Mage, the podcast where you can snuggle up next to the fire, pour yourself a nice hot cup of cocoa, with a healthy dose of Bailey's, of course, and listen to friends talk about some great RPGs. This episode, I'm happy to welcome the developer of In Stars and Time, a wonderfully unique RPG that was uh, released just this November and uh, made by a developer who also happens to be a fellow Canadian. So let me formally welcome to the podcast, indie developer Insert Disc 5, or Adrian. Yeah. Hi. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. uh, It was funny. We, uh, we booked the, the, so the game came out, I want to say it was like first or mid, mid November. On the uh, 20th of November. Oh, 20th November. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I will remember remember that date forever now. (laughs) I know. It must've been exciting. And um, we, we booked the recording out. We're recording on December 12th. And I thought, oh, I, you know, I want to make sure I finish the game before we talk. So we uh, booked it far out. And then I think I had finished the game by like November 24th or 25th. Like I, had, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like uh, one of those games where I was playing on my Steam Deck and just, you know, you're, you start at 10 and then you realize you're still up at like two in the morning. Oh, my God. Was, I, I have yeah. had a lot of people say that to me, that they, they just forgot to sleep and eat and go to work and study for their finals. And I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> please. You have you have stuff to do, please. Yeah. Well, when you're when you're looping in time, you you forget about the the real time. It just uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it just goes that quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so before we start on the the uh, talk about the game, I want to do a, uh, just a mini accolades because I was uh, checking out the like Open Critic and Metacritic and just seeing. I uh, was happy to see uh, some really good feedback and uh, yeah. So I just want to bring up a few few quotes that I got. So. Uh, Una Briggs over at Noisy Pixel uh, gave it a 10 out of 10 for the charming characters, excellent execution of the time looping story, and the lovingly crafted visuals. In Stars and Time is a unique experience I never want to forget, and I do believe it to be an indie masterpiece. So that's a oh terrific. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think and it then... was one of the first ones that I read, and I was like, oh, oh my that's God, great. stop <laughs> it. Stop it. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Well, we had one at RPG Fan. I actually used to volunteer there. Ooh. And uh, Izzy, Izzy Parson um, said, uh, gave it an 8 out of 10. The game and its narrative explore the ideas of change and freedom. Oh, wait, I'm reading this wrong. The game and its narrative explore the ideas of change and freedom. Oh, to change or not should one so desire at every level. And it's immensely satisfying to consider how well this motif flows through the game before being tied with a neat bow at the end. Yes. Yeah. And then the, the last one, this one stood out for me because uh, I don't know if it's in the quote, but it was, uh, we'll get to it later in the episode. It was the amount of hours that uh, this reviewer put in. They were, they were mm-hmm. hardcore. Uh, they, they take their job seriously over at Nintendo Life. Um, so it's M. Stoneham. Uh, and uh, so she gave it an 8 out of 10. And if we had to choose two words to describe in Stars and Time, we'd pick beautiful and strange. This story-driven RPG is ideal for fans of titles like Undertale and Earthbound, but don't take that comparison to mean that they're identical to these games, though it's still its own experience. I, yeah. I really like that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Uh, I agree with all, all of them, 
all those comments. There was a, yeah, with my own experience. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's what we'll get into why <laughs> I enjoyed it uh, <laughs> as we we go on. But I guess before we get too far in, I guess for the anyone who's listening who hasn't played it yet, uh, maybe uh, Adrian, if you could describe uh, the game. Uh, to someone yes. who maybe is uh, unaware of its existence. Uh, yes, so yes, of course. Uh, so In Stars and Time is a time loop RPG uh, where you controlled uh, Sifrin, who along with their their party, their friends, their found family of sorts, are just about to fight the, the final boss, the evil king who has frozen an entire country in time. Uh, and as they are... Just in like the first few rooms of this final dungeon, Sifrin just act- activates, like doesn't notice, activates a trap, and then dies. And he uh, he finds himself back the day before, uh, the day just before they have to go and and continue their quest and finish their quest. And so realizes that he's stuck in a time loop. And so the story is all about you know finally getting to that to that final boss and defeat that final boss uh, while knowing that, you know, even if you fail, it's all fine because you can just come back. Like if you, if you die in battle, you come back. If you say something mean to your party members without meaning to, you come back. If they say something mean to you and you don't want to hear it, you come back. So, you know, this is just perfect escapist fantasy and nothing bad or depressing is going to happen at all. And it's going to remain a, a really good time for Sifrin the whole time. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that, that's a better explanation. I, I was trying to, it's one of those things where you try to explain it without giving too much away because it's uh, an experience where you really want to, I mean, it's, if you know a few things about it going in, it's fine, but it's definitely one of those things where as you watch everything play out, it's just a, a terrific story. Uh, Yay! <laughs> I love the uh, all the interactions between everyone. Um, it's neat to kind of come in at the end of the. It's almost like you're at the end of the RPG before oh, the final absolutely. boss. Oh, absolutely! Yes, yes, yes. Like you're you're at the end of an. So one of the party members is Mirabel, and she is more like the actual hero or chosen one that this RPG could have been about. But turns out that the main character is not a uh, cute, darling uh, Mirabel who is trying her best to fight against the king because she has been chosen to do so. But no, it's just like the, this random traveler who decided to help is actually the main character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and the um, it, it's funny, the yeah, Sifrin, I would almost uh, compare to like Vivi in Final Fantasy IX. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I see what you mean, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Like a very, very important character, but uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, like not, not necessarily like the leader per se, like the uh, yeah, 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 like easily you could be like that could have been the whole game could have been about Vivi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, a couple of comparisons I uh, laughed at. Um, oh no! Sorry, I just paused him for a second because the yeah. kids are running <laughs> above me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll cut that out in post. Yes. A couple of the funny uh, comparisons I laughed at was. I one said it's the artsy death loop. I don't know if you've ever played death. <laughs> yes, I, I have not played death loop, but I have seen a lot of it. And that when it, was, when it came out and when they announced it, I was in the process of making this game, I think. And I was like, oh, no, oh, our time loop going to be the next big thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like when you're making like a, like a couple of years ago, if you were making a zombie game and then it was the zombie craze and you're like, oh, right. God, I thought I, was, I thought I was smart. <laughs> But the games ended up being very different from one another, so I'm so yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
and then the other thing, I don't know if you're if you're old enough for this, um, but uh, I'm not sure if you've ever watched the uh, movie Groundhog Day with uh, Bill Murray. I, you know what? I've actually never watched it. I have tried my best while making this game to uh, it, like to eat up as many time loop stories as I could. And somehow I just never got it. <laughs> like, I, I just yeah. never, somehow I, never, I just never got to this one. I, I there were a lot of them, but I tried, and then I was like, "Groundhog Day." You know what? It's the first one. I don't need to watch it. She said stupidly. Uh, yeah. But one, but one day I will. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, it's it's there. It's pretty funny. There's um, there, there's kind of a comparison that you could make to Sifrin and um, Bill Murray's character. I can't remember his name in the movie, but um, uh, and it's actually one of the things I like is kind of like the um the mental like the way that that the 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 way that Sifrin is thinking throughout like the kind of like the the phases of like uh initially thinking it's kind of like oh this is this is neat this is new and then being yes. like, like starting to get irritated and then like just the the different you know steps of um going through like what it means to be stuck in the loop sort of thing so it was uh, yes. interesting yeah that was definitely what like the, the that was pretty much the main reason for making this game is that I love time loop stories, uh, but uh, sometimes in video games, when they are made in video games, they are very much used as a uh, game, uh, as a gameplay device. Mm -hmm. And you don't really get to know how a character might be feeling throughout this entire uh, circle of death and rebirth and death and rebirth and how that would definitely make you a little messed up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I really, really wanted to go deep into what that would do to someone's psyche uh, and how the people around them that usually would have been stuck also in that loop of repeating the same sentences that they see their friends being like, oh, you were really happy this morning and then you took a nap and now you're like, you look really tired. I don't know what's <laughs> happening, but something something happens. <laughs> yeah. So we're not going to get into spoilers of the story specifically, but there are going to be moments that we'll talk about. And what it's funny, like in that in that vein, one of the funnier moments to me is so in the when you first enter the castle, there's because the player obviously hasn't played yet. There's like a kind of like a like a mini tutorial at the beginning with the enemy. yes. <laughs> And I can't remember which loop it is, but after so many loops, um, Sifrin finally gets so annoyed by the first, by the first character or the first enemy that he absolutely butchers it to the point where the rest of the party is just standing in awe of like how, like they can't imagine, yeah, can't believe like, what, what he's just happened? done. <laughs> why <laughs> did you? Why did you go completely unhinged right now? Yeah. Are is what's happening? <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I always like I was crying laughing because I just thought it was hilarious. Like, because <laughs> it was funny too. Because in the moment I was like, yeah, I'm kind of getting sick of this thing, and all, and all of a sudden Sifrin's just like, like takes out the dagger and just goes to town, and I'm like, yes, that's exactly yeah, what I was yeah, thinking. <laughs> like, yeah, and I was also like that. I'm really glad that that came through because yeah. a big part of what I wanted to do when it came to the gameplay as well is making sure that most of the time the player and Sifrin, that their thoughts would be pretty much the same. That if, if you are frustrated by what's happening and how oh, you have to you have to repeat all of this and it's so frustrating and annoying, Sifrin is also feeling the exact same thing. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and so hopefully uh, I, I feel like that for a lot of people, which I'm glad that they, um, they, they get that you, 
what you're feeling is supposed to mirror how Sifrin is feeling and that it seemed to have removed some of the frustration that that the main character is feeling the same thing. Mm-hmm. So so I'm glad. But but I know that a lot of people are still like, that is still so frustrating. And I'm like, that is still the point. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's funny to say that because that was kind of my, my feeling of, it was kind of uncanny to me how how much Sifrin was mirroring my own psyche throughout the game because every time I was taking like a turn on like, oh, you know, I'm getting frustrated here or I'm getting annoyed here or and now I'm finding it funny again or like it it the, the, it was just really weird how how much to, it was like almost to the point it was like is there like some kind of face tracking thing that it's like sensing <laughs> my mood and Sifrin's like I'm, changing I'm with manipulating the you into feeling those things <laughs> yeah oh no that's that's the uh, the the hallmark of good writing is being able yeah! to kind of push that. <laughs> Yeah, I was just curious. Oh, well, before we, I, I, I want to talk about where the idea originated, but beforehand, uh, I have to settle a little thing because Paige and I were, so Paige is another uh, person on the podcast. We, she had finished it as well. Ooh. And uh, the both of us had this funny thing with the PR rep because the PR rep told us that the game was eight to 10 hours. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and neither of us, well, I think, I think she was around 18 hours. I was about 15 hours. And Paige is convinced that the PR rep told us the wrong amount specifically um to uh play with their expectations no i'm not sure i'm (laughs) curious if that was the case i uh honestly it it might have been my fault i knowing me it might have been something where my publisher and the pr rep was like we're gonna say it's like eight to ten hours and i was like in crunch mode and i was like yeah sure that sounds fine okay Uh, (laughs) like i I feel like that would have been on my end and i should have double checked it better but i but i I still but yeah uh, even even without counting that i i am stunned at at the how how different the play times are for this game, which mm-hmm. I think is fascinating. I feel like I should be a little more worried that the <laughs> that the times are so different, but yeah. but I really like it because it me like to me I feel like it means that people are having like have different ways of experiencing this story, mm-hmm. uh, and for some people, they play for twenty hours and they're like, you know what, like I. I uh, I, I did what I thought was important and then maybe some some things here and there, but otherwise I feel like I had a good uh, story. And then you have the, the the little the little freaks, and I say that with so much love in my heart, the little freaks that spent 80 hours playing and <laughs> yeah. that looked into every nook and cranny and every single uh, dialogue permutation that I added. Because there is a lot, like I... I love games with a lot of text. So mm. there is a lot of text in this game. And so, uh, and, and I definitely did not intend for, like I do not intend for every player, for a normal player to just manage to get all of that text. Like I was intending for the player to only find maybe like, I don't know, like 60% of it would be pretty good. But you do have some people that are playing for like 80 hours and be like, yeah, I just I just want to see every single piece of text. <laughs> I just want to see everything that this game has to offer. And it makes me it makes me so happy that people are this interested and fascinated by the game that they want to get literally everything. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like that kind of mirrors Sifrin's journey in a lot of ways to be like, but if I say this, will something change? Uh, if I do that, will will I get something new? Uh, which is uh, especially near 
you know, the middle end of the game is something that Sifrin is could be actively searching for. So I think that's just good. Mm. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it's really easy to miss things too. Like uh, yes, <laughs> it was funny. The um, so in there when you loop, there's you start off in in a village, kind of preparing for the 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 fight against the king. So you're in the village one day, and then you you spend the night, and then the next day you're in the you're you head off to the castle. So there's a village that you can kind of go around, and it wasn't until it, it must have been my second last loop or third last loop. It was very very at the end that I that I discovered that there was a banana in the yeah, so in the village. And I tried, through, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Yeah, throughout the whole game, I'm like, I don't understand why. Like, there's nothing in the village to help me, like, to, yeah, to yeah. reset why, the loop. It's so weird. Why do I have to go through the entire cutscene every time? Every time, but yeah. I'm in the village. No, there's the banana right here. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. Well, uh, if people want a funny spoiler, skip ahead 15 seconds, or because the, I ended up discovering the way to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I ended up doing the uh, do, get looping uh, in the village for the longest time was uh, oh. yeah. and uh, Lo- uh, Loop got really mad at me because I did it in front of them. Of or course, tried with it. of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. funny that you have to even negotiate with Loop to even be able to do it. Yeah, because yeah. I I really wanted to uh, like, to to touch on that uh, on 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 the topic of suicide when it comes to a time loop, because I feel like, yeah, in every time loop story, there comes a moment where the character is like, you know what, if it loops back when I kill myself, when I die, then I should just kill myself because yeah. I could loop back even faster. And so that was something that I was very careful about adding. Like it is not at all um, mandatory for you to get the idea of killing yourself, I guess. Uh, yeah. And and that is something that I, apparently... So, a lot of players did not even uh, come across. Oh yeah, you could miss it completely. Yeah, yeah, you could totally miss it. But yeah, I, I wanted it to take it like I wanted to take it more seriously because it's like yeah, you know, death doesn't mean anything, but it should. Like if you yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna kill yourself, even if it's temporary, you sh- it should be important. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I in in my head, even though I I am taking it seriously. Being able to do that is also the speedrun strategy. Yeah, like, it's just so much faster. Like you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. think like that, but it is so much faster. <laughs> you know, well, leading up up into that point, I was uh, mostly looking for the tears in in the, yes. the castle. That was the quick way for me. Yeah, uh, or or purposely uh, falling into that initial trap. Uh, yes, I, I enjoyed uh, the game calling me stupid when. Uh, <laughs> It is so funny every time because I, I, I a lot of people are streaming the game on Twitch and I am so thankful for those people and I am also very thankful because it means that I can see people's reactions to yeah. forgetting about it and they're like okay I'm gonna go there and then they die immediately I'm like yes yes oh yeah it is a oh, great streaming so game good. like it's it's good to, it is it seems like a perfect game for Twitch because like you said there's so many reactions and there's so there's so many like. Uh, quips or funny things like the um the, one of the things i found funny was the, there's one room i can't remember the room i think it might be the kitchen where uh Sifrin always bumps it bumps into yes the, the kitchen the, the kitchen yeah and then um i and i love how he he gets more annoyed with it by throughout the 
like throughout the game to the point where he shatters the table the last time it hits him. <laughs> yes, like just, just oh, I thought that, was hilarious. That goddamn counter again. Yeah. Like, I'm done with this. This, <laughs> oh my god, every yeah. time. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's fine. I'm I'm gonna ruin the the movie for you a little bit. The Groundhog Day movie because oh, the, yeah, <laughs> the funniest scene in that movie is. Bill Murray gets to the point where he wants to commit. He's like, oh, I'll just commit. He's committing suicides in different ways. And uh, the one way he does it is that he. So the whole thing re- revolves around this. It's like Groundhog Day. So the, the groundhog is seeing if a shadow is or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he kidnaps the groundhog. And then he's being pursued by the police in a truck. And he drives off a cliff with the groundhog driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the, the suicide part was like he said, it's a very like. Um, uh, like it's it's serious matter but it's it's but but often especially funny in, in the loop, loop because there's no yeah, yeah like, there's no consequence so it's yeah exactly yeah. so yeah i like that yeah i guess we could get into basically like was there anything in particular that uh, made you you know lead you towards making a game like in stars and time like the the, the way that the loop works or or uh um well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the very beginning because the way that I got the idea for the game was around 2017, I think. Uh, I was drawing a little comic about an unknown character, which ended up being Sifrin, who is clearly a, a, the main character of a video game that is stuck, being forced to replay those events because either they have gotten a game over and then the story loops back or even that they finished the story but then someone did a new game plus uh so this character being uh cursed to replay like to go through this quest over and over again and being completely disillusioned and depressed over it Uh, and i drew a couple comics with with this character and, and I really love the concept. And then uh, in 2020, during the, the pandemic and the lockdown, I was very bored. I was working from home. I was very bored. Uh, and so I decided to maybe try and make it a reality uh, because I, I liked the idea of taking this video game concept and making it into a comic. But then I was like, I could, I could, I could just make it a game. Like I can learn. I have time. Uh, and so I did end up, uh, making it a game, which first appeared in the form of um, uh, Start Again, a Prologue, which is a f- four-hour game uh, and ended up like is pretty much just a, a prototype or a proof of concept for In Stars and Time. And so that's how In Stars and Time uh, came to life, is first with the comics, then with this prologue, and then for the actual big game. And yeah, like when it comes to the the time loop uh, gameplay, that was just a lot of a lot of trial and error, and then realizing very quickly that this could get really really tedious and not in a cute quirky way like I have it now, but like in a way where it's like this is just this is not just frustrating, this is miserable. Uh, I should add. <laughs> 
a couple of quality of life things uh, to make it way less annoying uh, for for me and for players. Uh, so so a lot of things like the the ability, like at some points you get the ability to kind of decide where you loop back instead of always looping back to the farthest point where you when you wake up at the beginning of the game uh you can decide no i want to go back to uh to the second floor or i want to go back to the first floor uh so that that was something that i uh got the idea of uh during in stars in time because otherwise it would just become a roguelike and not a very fun one because it's an rpg (laughs) And yeah. so it would actually take you probably like two hours to go from the very beginning of the castle to the end of the castle. Like, and I was like, that's not, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that even a little You're not bit. that cruel. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that cruel. <laughs> I am very cruel, but not that much. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, just a bunch of ideas, uh, figuring out what quality of life I could add and also how to how to justify them story-wise. And so even if it's just like as simple as a character telling you, yeah, this is how it works because otherwise it would be really annoying. Right? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like your your uh, your party members do not keep their experience because they do not remember going through uh, all of those battles. However, they will keep their equipment because can you imagine having to always re-equip stuff that you found? Wouldn't that be awful? Yeah, it would. So, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it wouldn't be fun in, in a... In a in a storytelling way. Like it would just be like, yeah, that's just how it's supposed to work. But, <laughs> but well, the, it's boring. Uh, yeah. Well, the memory, memory of sadness was very useful, uh, especially oh, at yes. that point in the game too. Cause I was, I was like, Oh man, it, you know, this would be a whole lot easier if I didn't have to, if these uh, enemies didn't chase me every time I entered a room. Yes. And then I think it was like maybe 10 minutes later, they're like, here's a memory of sadness. They will the, no longer and, and, attack yeah. you. And I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> they will just flee from you and you don't yeah. really have to go through battle anymore, which is fine because at this point you are probably a little bit overleveled so you don't have yeah. to worry about things. <laughs> yeah, yes, it worked. It gave you the um, the ability to just focus on the story and, and kind of the tasks that were at hand. So it was kind of like, I guess, and that's kind of part of like the, the pacing that I really enjoyed was that every time you got to the point where it's like, okay, uh, you know, maybe it, we're getting to the point of something has to change because it's getting, maybe it's getting tedious that to a point with like enemy fighting, or I just want to do this thing. And there's these roadblocks in my way. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know, it, it's opening up and it's, it's keeping, keeping the pace. It never felt like there was a point where I'm like in a slog or I'm like, Oh, now what do I do? No, oh, I'm really glad. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of that, that was, uh, so there is a character in the game that you can talk to at any time to be like, hey, so what should I do next? Uh, and, and that was also something that I, I did add, like in the middle of development, where I was like, I feel like that, like I can keep track of it because I made it. But otherwise, I don't think people can keep track of all the stuff they have to do. So I should have a reminder somewhere. <laughs> yeah, loop was very useful. Uh that was the thing we were, today. Today, uh, Paige and I were joking because I, when I had read the Nintendo Life uh, review, they had mentioned that they had it took them forty five hours to beat the game, and I'm like, oh my god, that's like, why did it take so long? <laughs> and Paige was like, maybe they didn't find Loop, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't know that Loop was kind of directing, you know, two point. It was to a certain extent like Loop was like, well, have you tried this? And then as soon as yeah. they were like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. And then like I immediately like knew what they were talking about and and 
found the thing and then you know kept on going and then okay what's the next thing I should do loop yeah and that and that was something that was kind of tricky to figure out how how much loop would be allowed to say because uh I I was wondering whether to be like all right if you're asking me it means that you're really lost so here is exactly where you need to go but I felt like that was kind of boring and that that makes it even more of a visual novel than it already yeah. is. Uh, and, and I, for better or worse, I wanted the player to have to think. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Was the, the, the clues were just vague enough that it wasn't like, oh, you have to go to, you know, the the third room on the fourth floor and, you know, check the drawer or something. Like, it wasn't that specific. It was like, oh, you need you need to know this piece of information. Where do you think that might be? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, huh, do, yeah. Do you remember something about candles? Maybe you should go to a room with candles and then yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that this worked out for you because that was something I was kind of worried about. I was like, I hope that's going to be enough for people to not feel like they're completely lost. Uh, there were a couple uh, of, of, of quests where Loop... If you talk to Loop a second time, Loop says, oh, this is where you should go. Just because sometimes I was really second guessing myself. Like, I think this is way too big of a jump for people to understand. <laughs> so I'm going to, you, if you come and ask Loop a second time, yes, you will get the answer. <laughs> I think I, I did that once because I, I remember being sort of stuck at one where it's like, okay, I know the thing that I'm supposed to get, but I can't remember where it was. And then I think Loop, I went back to Loop and then I think I got a little more specific and then I was able to find it. But mm. uh, yeah, the, there was really only one like hang up I, I ran into. So otherwise it was pretty, pretty well paced in that sense. Yeah, I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny when and it, it, with all the in intricacies with like where things because sometimes there's like a key that's hidden earlier in the game that you have to get or there's like dialogue that that only happens at certain times. And I was. I always joke about, um, I was thinking of like the uh, meme with like Charlie Day with like where he's got the big board <laughs> yes. and he's got all the threads and and they're like all, and I'm thinking like that, that must have been what the developer was thinking uh, or, you know, must have had this big board in a, in a. Yeah, I, I, you know. I did take a lot of notes about like, okay, this is what should happen and then this and then this and then, oh my God, how do I get from this to this? And I also need to keep in mind that I, I got to give some foreshadowing when it comes to this piece of information and how do I do it in a way that is uh, may maybe enough for people to be like, oh, I should remember this, but not enough for them to actually realize what I'm talking about and how, like, just <laughs> trying so hard to make it. Because uh, one, like, one thing that I was very worried about is that my hints would be too pointed sometimes for people when it comes to, like, giving information that appears later in the game. Mm -hmm. But But I tried to make sure that even if... Because like the thing is, okay, so trying to stay a little vague here, but something happens at near the beginning of the game that if you think too much about it might lead you to like the whole point of the game. Uh, and I was like, I think I'm being vague enough. I think that's going to be fine. And then I asked some, some friends to playtest the game. Uh, and I have this one friend who is incredibly good at figuring out hints and everything. And she was one of the first that arrived at that point in the game. And so she got that scene and then she immediately messaged me and went, oh, so, and then just ended up telling me the whole story as she understood oh, it. Yeah. And the, so this is how the end is, like the, the game is going to end, right? And I was like, oh, f oh my God. 
oh my god I, <laughs> oh no this is, i made it too obvious oh my god but turns out no she's just really smart because literally every single one of my other uh play testers i was like so what did you think about this scene and they're like it was a good scene i liked it was i supposed to think m- more about it and i was like no <laughs> don't worry about it but that was a very fun challenge too but but so so in the end my my friend who figured out the whole story from that one scene uh still ended up having of course a really good time because it gave her more of a a, a tragedy feeling like when you, like that tragedy feeling where you can sense exactly what's like you know Romeo and Juliet you know from the beginning that Romeo and Juliet are going to die but you are still very much into the story and like but how do we get there and how how the how how is it going to be tragic you know how how are we going to get there and am I am I going to cry about it and yeah you are going to cry about it it's Romeo and Juliet <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah that was something that was very fun to make is to figure out what hints to give that even if you have played the game once before or you have figured out what's going to happen even if it's not even to the end of the game but like oh i think that's going to be like a plot point uh, that you can still have a good time figuring out like all of those almost bittersweet feelings of like oh this is why this is here this is why we're talking about this this is why we're not answering a certain question like that sort of thing mm-hmm. well it's definitely um one of those games too where if you play it a second time even though you know how it's going to end then you're going to notice things that were because there's so many subtle things in the game where it's like now that you have the context behind it, you you can it kind of jumps out or maybe you missed it completely. And then you're like, yes. oh, look at that. You know, yeah, because like, yeah. that was something that I really loved uh, in the game Tales of Symphonia where you have this character who is hiding a very, very big secret about one of the other characters. And so every so often the other character talks about something and you see the the first character who's hiding the secret that just goes dot, dot, dot in the corner. And the first time you play, you're like, I don't know where you're dot, dot, dotting all of a sudden. And then you replay it and you're like, oh my God, he was dot, dot, dotting (laughs) this whole time. This was what the dot, dots were about. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's how it, I think it was Rebecca Valentine on IGN who was talking, like she was talking about playing it for the second time and, and I had only like I think I was just finishing up, and I'm like, "Holy crap, she's finished this a second time!" <laughs> and, then, and yeah, she just mentioned like the enjoying it just as much the second time, just because of yeah those things like picking yeah. up on the, the hints. Yeah, so, she yeah. she did get an advanced copy that 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 might also. Yeah, happen <laughs> I was like, she must have played, she must have reviewed it because, like, uh, you know, I I understand uh, she's probably got more free time to to play it, but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really really happy that she liked it enough to play a second time that is such a such a re- such a rewarding thing to yeah. know <laughs> well and, you, and especially like you know she plays lots of video games so it's uh, yeah that's yeah. her job <laughs> that's right so if she's replaying a game uh then you know it's good so exactly <laughs> uh yeah it's funny that you mentioned uh you this had this whole kind of concept started as a comic because uh, one of the things that stood out for me was that the 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 art style is so like so beautiful and unique like it's it's funny that people uh like i've heard a lot of people be like oh it looks very undertaleish and i'm like mm, 
This is a lot more detailed than Undertale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand when people compare like the gameplay to Undertale a lot because yeah, I played Undertale. It's really good. Of course, I'm just there's some parts I'm just gonna take. I'm sorry, but like yeah. uh, visually, I'm like, no, I don't see it. Do you mean because it's black and white? Well, that's that that's it. That's it. It's like, just because it's black and white, like. Yeah. I, like because it's like it's there's so much more details in in the characters uh like the uh and then the the environments and and it was funny because like playing on my steam deck i was even in all of like man this looks really sharp on the steam deck like it's oh i'm glad thank you yeah yeah because i was because yeah you you look at it and you're thinking like oh this is a pixel game i'm like wait wait a minute this isn't a pixel game because like everything's too sharp and clean like it's it's yeah like it it uh it looked like like a comic in play to me like it yeah, yeah it i'm very, glad thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah and then you could just see like uh, all the small details in the rooms and then uh like in the in the characters in the king and stuff um uh, and then it's funny the with the um i, I enjoyed how the, like the simplified rpg mechanics in the sense of like it's not fire ice and <laughs> you know it's like rock paper scissors and then and it's like well that the focus isn't really on the battle mechanics so i enjoy it it's like it's very it's it's to the point and then yes. the fact that it works in the design it's like well if you want to know what type of character you know enemy they are you just look at their hands and uh, and i love the visual cues that way because it's like everything's still black and white but you can still tell the character like the, the yes. detail of the characters is all you really need yeah and then something that didn't end up happening for the game, but did happen for the demo that I really, really loved is that uh, in the in, in the main game, uh, I am pretty clear about how, hey, you just need to look at their hands. That's how you know their type. But that was something that I didn't have really the space to add in the demo because th- I needed like the tutorial to be pretty short. And so I never ended up spelling out in the demo that, hey, just just look at the enemy's hands and you're, you'll be able to know their type. And it was so interesting to see streamers figure it out or not uh and so i I remember one streamer who it took them like maybe 10 battles to be like wait wait i need to what's happening here (laughs) if i look at their hands maybe there is a hint uh if i think about it for a second maybe i'll figure it out it's like yeah (laughs) it's making you think (laughs) so was was comics like is animation or comics like is that kind of like your first uh so i went to school well in the first place i went to school for game design and i was and i was like i don't think i want to do game design anymore that is a lot of coding and i do not like it Uh, i still don't like coding but i can do it i can do it now so i ended up switching to animation and so that's what i have a degree in Mm -hmm. And so animation is what my day job is. I'm a 2D animator uh, and um, and comics are not anymore, but before I made the game were things that I, I liked to do uh, in my free time. And, and I sold a bunch of comics online uh, and I very often participated in like um, a 24 hour comic thing where you have 24 hours to do 24 uh, pages of a comic Okay. Uh, and I and I did that twice a year for a little bit, and that was really really fun. It's a really great way to like challenge yourself into learning things really fast. 
and I feel like those scales helped me a lot in making that game. Well, first because because of the arts and because there's so much art in this game, but also in learning kind of what's important in a medium and what you can just forget about. <laughs> what shortcuts you can use to make to make your life easier that that players might not even notice is gone so so that was really really fun to do that's good i was curious like where i'm assuming maybe it was during game development like where your writing style came in because well it stood out like the the writing stood out to me in the sense of like it was very well written. Like all the interactions, like there, there's lots of, if anyone likes puns, they're going to love this game. <laughs> but even just the interactions between the characters just felt very authentic. Like it was like, th- these feel like, uh, you know, there's times where you can write and it doesn't feel like a real conversation. Whereas like this feels like, you know, it feels fun. It feels like you're having fun with, with your other party members. And, you know, they were again, like with the whole way that the, the story was turning out, like you could see, you know everyone's emotions like when Sifrin was was kind of changing their kind of psyche you could see how it was affecting the other people and then there uh, I guess I don't want to give too much away but th- there's um you you can kind of uh build upon your relationships with the with the party members throughout the game too and and it was just interesting because you don't usually see that kind of uh writing that just gels so well in a game so I wasn't oh, I'm, I'm really glad thank you yeah <laughs> yeah I don't it's just honestly that was that is the first time that I've written something this long because the longest thing I have written before was like the, the 24 hour comics and so it's 24 pages uh and so it, it was a very interesting challenge to write something this long that needed to to be interesting the whole way through because like I think I ended up writing 175,000 words Holy <laughs> which I'm like, like yeah. and which I was like like when I when I did a count and I, and I put it all in the word like the the, the word uh, software was just like that's too big you're gonna give you're can you give me like one minute for me to paste all of that in and I was like oh my god oh my while god while you're waving the smoke coming out of the PC <laughs> yeah like I'm fanning the smoke away like oh I'm yeah. sorry I'm sorry uh, but yeah I I was really worried first about like was I going to be able to tell a story that is uh this long and keep it interesting the whole way through and also understandable the whole way through like am I not gonna hopefully I'm not gonna forget anything hopefully there's not gonna be a moment where players are like all right she introduced a whole new concept and I don't know anything about it and she's asking like she's she's acting like I should know something about it and like I was very careful that this would not happen um and yeah, like, if, 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 yeah, I think so it came I, through because it, because, yeah, I'm glad. Okay. Yeah, because it, it felt like there was layers to each character. Uh, like, nobody felt flat. Like, you know, there was, there was no, every, everybody had different sides to them. Like, even, even the king, who's the villain, went through phases of like, where initially you're, you're thinking, uh, you know, oh, there's the villain. And then you fight them and they're like, oh, well, there, there's parts in the story that kind of you start to sympathize potentially. Um, so you're kind of, again, going through phases of, well, maybe the king's not as bad as they seem. And then you're mm. like, oh, no, this guy's a jerk. <laughs> and then oh, I'm, like, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's nice to have like you, you 
these, uh, you know, I, I, to me, like, I enjoy the games where there's like heightened emotions, like there's mm. like, uh, like high highs and low lows. Like, so it, yes. it's really fun to have like those moments, like I said, where like Seferin goes crazy and, and then, you know, the King goes like full, full villain mode or something like, I, I love those kind of like, uh, you know, jarring moments. Em- emotional moments. Yes. Yeah. Th- those were uh, like the moment you're thinking about, about the King, like that was one of the very first, moments that i had in mind when i was creating this game i was like i have to do something with this for sure when you really when when the the king goes from like that's just the villain in the video game to like oh this is someone that could genuinely hurt people that that now i understand why people are so afraid of this being and and how unsettling he can be beyond just being a uh, a, a boring video game enemy character. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really glad that that came through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was I was watching. Um, I was I think it was like a clip on YouTube of uh, it was like an old um, Daredevil scene with the Punisher where he's on the he's on the stand and he's like, yeah, I killed him and I loved it and I'm gonna do it again. And I thought of that <laughs> when I was fighting when I defeated the King after like after that where he like shows this true color sort of thing where you're like, Oh, yeah. I really hate this guy. And I'm going to love killing this guy every single time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah. That he goes from like, Oh, I don't, I, I don't really care about what he does. I'm just here for fun to like, Oh, now, now this is personal. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to do that. Well, now it's, now it's payback time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't even remember it, but I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I don't want to get into the weeds too much about the development, but I am curious if the was the game did you develop the game in rpg maker i did yeah because okay. <laughs> uh i once again i don't want to learn how to code i was forced against my will but i don't yeah. want to and rpg maker for it has a lot of problems but it is still a very very good tool for people who want to create an RPG and don't want to learn how to code, it is very good at giving you like the, the bare bones of like, all right, if you want to create a character, just click on this button and then add some numbers. And then there you go. You created a character. You don't have to code anything. Uh, you want a battle? There you go. The battle is ready. You just need to fill some of those things here and check this button. And then there you go. You have a battle ready. And uh, not having to figure out all of those all, all of those coding terrible coding things yeah. <laughs> uh, was very good once again I, I i kind of know i i know a little how how, how to code a little bit but uh, thankfully i still thanks to armor games we did hire an additional programmer who could help me for the actual <laughs> coding that i needed to do and i didn't know how to do like she, for example she was the one who helped uh out uh isabella ava is her name uh and she helped me how to figure out like the fast forward mechanic for example or uh a lot of a lot of battle stuff because the battles were really clunky at the start so she helped a lot in, in smoothing that out <laughs> yeah. well it's funny because like i uh i saw in reviews people mentioning it and i'm like oh I, I can see how you would think it, but then there's like, there's so many things here that seem like they seem too advanced or too complex for it. So I'm like, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because it's the, the game that, that, uh, 
but it, for me, I was more curious because like my son is is looking into game development now, and um, RBG Maker uh, typically goes like it was. It happened to be on sale. It's, and, it's when it's on sale, it's on sale. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's usually like the the full version. There's a few different versions, and one is like yes. usually two hundred dollars, and then I saw it on sale for like thirty or forty or something like that. And I'm kicking mm-hmm. myself now for not getting it, but. Yeah, it, but it, 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 it's that, often the, enough that it comes exactly. Comes yeah. uh, that, but it's amazing the, to think of what you can like if you can make that game in there. Like it's like wow, you got you, you like you can yeah. do anything in there, you know. And so that's why it it was it, it was interesting because uh, some people noticed right away that this was an RPG Maker game, which I think is funny. But for a lot of people, they're like, "Oh, this was made on RPG Maker." I, yeah, I didn't know you could do that kind of stuff with it because I think that may, maybe I'm projecting a little bit, but I feel like RPG Maker is seen as uh, a software for babies. Oh, it's baby, it's baby's first, uh, yeah, baby's it's, first video game software. It's, yeah, it's, it's got that it's, reputation it, to it. Yeah, yeah. I and remember there was a game earlier in the year that uh, uh, maybe it was last year. Because <laughs> again, time is like means nothing anymore. Mm-hmm, but... mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rise, I don't know if you've heard Rise of the Third Power. Um, no, no, I haven't. Uh, Stegosoft game, I think it is. It's a, it's an RPG, and it's it was made in RPG Maker, but it was, it again, it was one of those things where it's like, I can tell it's made in RPG Maker, but it's doing things that, that, you know, you can't just go into, like, RPG Maker and download, you know, Jim made a game. Like, this, this is yeah, not, yeah, yeah. you know... <laughs> Like you, just because they're using this, but it's funny because when you think about it, like I can download Unity and and make any like make something in Unity. So it's it, the the sense of like you know uh, it's like a discount engine or something doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense to me. It's like no, it's exactly. Like an and, engine and is an engine. It's what the it's the final product that matters. You know exactly. And that's what what I, I'm really I really hope that I can uh, if if there's people out there who are interested in making video games and maybe they're I, I feel like I have gotten some messages from people that were very happy that I released the game and that it was an RPG maker because it is also making them want uh, to create game and art games in RPG maker and are realizing how accessible making games is mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like if you're a player that has never touched any kind of programming thing before you see video games as like this thing that is that you can't achieve on your own very often and that you can't achieve without programming experience uh and and if if anything else i hope that knowing that it's made an rpg maker which is often seen as like software for babies babies first software and, and that you can really make some interesting things and some well, not not for me, I don't think, but that, that you have some really innovating innovative games that are that have been done uh, in software for babies, and so that it shouldn't stop people from trying those out and try to create whatever they want to create. Because I feel like we we need more artists and more more people that are willing to create things in the world. So it, yeah. so if, you, if you're listening and you're interested in mis- making video games, you should try it out. You should, you should just try yeah. it out. Like you may just do it. Just do it, yeah. please. Well, especially uh, like uh, I'm in my forties now. So I grew up with an NES and like, I'm playing games that were like, uh, you know, inspired by 
you know, that PS3 game that was inspired by the PS1 game that was inspired by the NES game. Like, it, you know, <laughs> like it's so yeah. it's we, trying to try like finding new things is uh, it, it gets tougher every every year, especially when like the bigger like the games you hear about are usually like part of franchises now there's and, so and many are kind of all the same especially yeah, it's like, triple a games know. it's like oh the next F- innovative fps and it's like oh <laughs> yeah the, the innovative fps that's like the ten thousand that came before it mm, exactly like, yeah so it's it's always a uh, nice to, to find a new game like a new a unique experience because like they're they're fewer and far between these days like you really have to kind yeah. of dig down and and you know Search through I, the I indie will, developers that you people, might not hear. About, so. People, you gotta check itch.io, the website itch.io. That's where I f- personally find a bunch of really, really interesting and fascinating indie games by developers you've probably never heard of, but that are making games that might become your new favorite game of all time. I'm mm-hmm. always gonna name drop this game on itch.io called Queers in Love at the End of the World. And it is literally a 10 second long text game where you just have two two people talking to each other at the end of the world. And it's like like a a choice based game where you're making choices for what you want to do during those last 10 seconds before the world ends. Do you want to do you want to hug your significant other? Do you want to kiss them? Do you want to tell them that you love them? Do you just want to look into each other's eyes? And you really only have 10 seconds to make the choice that you want to make before the world ends. And that just that game, but it's again, literally 10 seconds long, just text, no images is one of the most um, impactful gaming experience i've ever had in my life you can really you can really make some fascinating games that will like you can make and find games that are just fascinating that have the simplest concept that will stay with you forever if you just check the itch.io not sponsored (laughs) i'm not sponsored i just really love it (laughs) well and and the with that too, like you don't even need like a high end PC to play yes. a lot of those games. Like you, a lot, some of them you can play right in browser. So it's yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, is there now that it's uh, you know the dust is settled and the game is out and and we're talking about development? Is there anything that you wish you could go back in time <laughs> and tell yourself <laughs> while you're developing? If if you wish there was like one time to loop, is there anything uh, that you wish you had known uh, you know a couple years ago or? Not really, just because I have, again, I have learned a lot from making comics, so I know the pitfalls. Uh, yeah. I, I know that it's like, okay, if you have an idea and you have even the slightest inkling that it's going to be a little too big, you should make a proof of concept first <laughs> yeah. uh, to make sure that you're actually interested in it and that you want to continue with it and that you need to figure out how, how the gameplay loop works and that sort of thing. That if you can find a shortcut for whatever you're doing just use it that if you can ask for help ask for help uh and uh i think if there is one thing it's pretty recent but if there is one thing i would say to past me i'd be like taking only three days off for the release is not enough you should have taken two (laughs) you should have taken two weeks off because you were listen hey pass me listen to me you were like you know what i'm gonna take like it's coming out on monday i'm gonna take monday tuesday and wednesday off and then i'm gonna go back to work and everything's gonna be fine you're gonna be fine on monday tuesday wednesday 
Thursday, and then on Friday, you're going to die. You're going to sleep 14 hours a day because of everything that <laughs> happened, because your brain is going to be overloaded with everything. And you're just going to sleep for like one more week. And for one more week, you're just going to take naps all day. You, 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 three days is not enough. Three days is never enough. You need to take two weeks off. Do you listen, listen to me? Listen to me. You have to take two weeks off for release. Two, three days is not enough. Your brain is not going to your brain is not going to be able to deal with what's happening you need to take two days two weeks off there we go that's what i would say to her (laughs) well it's funny because that's i um had talked to uh uh eka at uh, outer loop games they the it's a small indie developer about 14 people they made thirsty suitors oh wow yeah 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 and uh it came out maybe a couple weeks before a few uh, i think it was like the beginning of november and um, so we were talking about that, and then I said, "Oh, now that the game's released, what are you up to?" And he goes, "I took a month Sleeping. off. Sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> He's exactly. like, I'm not doing anything for the whole month of December. Exactly. Goes, you know, we're having this interview, and then I'm out, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, and yeah. that's why, like, it's very, it's it's very funny when, like, now I get a lot of people saying, "So, when do you have plans next?" And I'm like, "Sleeping." There's literally, why are you asking me about what's going to come after? This just came out and I am not recovered yet in the slightest. Leave me alone for like a month. You can ask me again in a month when I'm recovered. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is they, and they've uh, switched to like a four day work week now too, because you just said that the toll is just so tough that it's like having an extra day. It just makes, makes. Is it makes the product better because you're more focused when you come back sort of thing? Mm, and it, so Yeah, because maybe people don't realize, like this isn't even like a, there's so much work after release. There's honestly not a lot of work to do after release, but it's, it's like you, 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 you have your baby and your baby is both out of your body. And so that's a lot for your brain. And also yeah. your baby is out and going to college. Can you imagine that <laughs> you're giving birth to your baby and it's immediately going off to college? Like yeah. the, the mental, <laughs> the mental cost of that is immense. And so it's <laughs> oh, yeah, that, I can just imagine. Uh, yeah, it's just like, oh my, oh my God, my baby is born and also out in the world and <laughs> I don't know how people are gonna react to my baby. And treat it nice, I, damn it. Yeah, treat, treat my baby nice. It just yeah. got born <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. I haven't had time to really make sure it's perfect yet. It's pretty good. It's not perfect. I can't raise it any more than this. <laughs> oh exactly. Awesome. Well for so anyone who doesn't know that uh, in Stars and Time is available on almost everything it's a uh, steam uh, playstation nintendo uh gog itch the and only and the i only think one, that's it just not xbox not, xbox. Anything else. Sorry. not xbox sorry not not no. xbox not xbox no. <laughs> no phil you gotta open your wallet if you want that to exactly put us on game pass phil phil that's right listen yeah. to me <laughs> Yeah, I put in put in a request to to fill to get this on Game Pass so that more people can play. Yes, yeah, that would be terrific. really nice. Yeah. Uh, so, is there any anywhere um, on the internet that you would like uh, people to follow you at all? Any yes. social media websites? Anything like that? I am at Insodisc Five uh, Disc with a C Five the number on Tumblr, Twitter, uh, co-host, uh, Instagram, Blue Sky, but not really because I forget it exists half the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and uh, and probably others that I am not thinking about. On H.io also. 
Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, the one that I always forget exists is Threads. Oh, I'm not on Threads. I don't. I can't no. forget. I can forget it just fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I I was on it for one day, and then I'm like, well, no one else is here, and I don't yeah. see anybody. So <laughs> that I seems it. scary. I don't want to go there. Yeah. No, <laughs> just another big corporation, anyway. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I guess uh, for everyone listening, I highly recommend. Uh, like I said, I played uh, myself and uh, really enjoyed it, and uh, recommend uh, to everyone. It's great great time uh, I'll, I'm, I'll probably play again too because i feel like i i missed a lot like it i, I don't I, I tried not to rush it but uh, it's just kind of uh one of those things that happens when you play a lot of video games is uh, you just kind of naturally get through a game quicker than maybe you wish you did mm, yes so I, yes I, I think i'll probably go back in the new year but um yeah and take it, take a little stroll instead of a run yeah that's right <laughs> yeah I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll focus on uh focus on uh, looking further I, I enjoyed like a lot of the interactions and finding small details but i feel like there was like more uh talking in like the campfires and stuff that i don't think i totally uh read everything i could have so there, there's more more for me to glean there so yes <laughs> yeah, perfect uh well i want to thank you uh, adrian for joining me uh for this yeah. episode thank you it for was, having me uh, oh thanks and uh, thank you for making the game it was a fun <laughs> fun play you're welcome thank you. And yeah, so anyone uh, follow uh, for anything that's upcoming. And I guess we'll uh, see everyone out at the next Thirsty Page. Bye.